0: Welcome to Lame. This is the Lexington Adriatic Marxist Experience. That is our A for today. We're broadcasting from a secure location here in Lame Plaza, here in Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, Undisclosed, unbeknownst to all of our listeners.
1: This is Aaron talking right now. And this is Jenry speaking right now. It's January the 12th, 2021.
0: You guys can uh, contact us and follow us on Twitter. We are LexLamePod at gmail.com and LamePod on Twitter. So you guys can follow us and get all of our amazing updates that we have to give you and all of our hot takes. But before we get into the show, we got a little bit of feedback from last time. Last time we talked about the Brent Spence Bridge. A classic episode if you haven't checked that out i would definitely recommend that you do that um good good takes overall uh one of the things we talked about was some of the replacements for the Brent Spence bridge and i mentioned that one of their planned replacements was a suspension bridge and this is technically not correct one of their planned uh replacements was a cable stayed bridge which is structurally different and easier to construct and cheaper than a suspension bridge and will probably be uh bridges coming in the future. They're very popular in Europe. So we're gonna be seeing a lot more of cable stayed bridges coming in the future. So not a suspension bridge
1: coming up for the Prince Fence. Alright, yeah, cool. Enough of this nerd talk. Anyway, LexTran news. Um the Nerd talk. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh god. Um this is this is an, in- an incredibly nerdy thing we get to be talking about. January thirty first, twenty twenty one, mark your calendar, because LexTran will begin collecting fares that they so graciously and rightfully so stopped collecting at the beginning of the pandemic. If you want to buy a pass, you can buy that starting on the 21st. Um, And you still board from the rear, which is confusing and will, will warrant a uh, boots on the ground episode. Um, Yeah. I was wondering how they're going to, how they're going to collect fares. I'm, I foolishly assumed that the city would have installed a rear fair collection but i think it might literally be you board in the rear and then walk up to the fair machine okay i think that might be kind of what they're going for don't take my word for that we'll find out uh starting in february we're gonna do a little reconnaissance um and seeing what's up with that um other big news uh today um uh is that wesley morgan everyone's favorite one-term lawmaker um, and, uh, in Kentucky is selling his 6.5 million dollar home. Um, and of course, with that, three million of those dollars goes to buy you a chemically sealed um, bunker below your house. Oh
0: my gosh. with
1: uh, extra escape routes. And of course, you may be asking um, when when this liquor tycoon decided to uh, build this bunker. And it was of course when Obama was elected. Draw your own conclusions from that. Um, but Wesley Morgan went on the record saying, and I kid you not, he said this in this year recently said that he was worried that the, um, country was uh falling to socialism and that, uh, he had to be prepared for the, for the worst of things. But, uh, retrospectively, he thinks that, uh, honestly he would be 71 and that maybe he should just, he should just die in the apocalypse. And that would be probably better than trying to f- fare it out.
0: I mean, I, I really wish that, uh, our politicians were were as communist as they they claim them to be.
1: Yeah, it's deeply. If only Obama was a socialist, we'd probably be in a better 2020.
0: He um he actually read Marx. Um, he did. He read yeah. Marx
1: just to get with the women. Just but to
0: if, get with the women.
1: But that's a that's yeah. a whole other. But we're can not of worms. we're not talking about Barack Obama's moral flaws. We are, of course, talking <laughs> about Wesley Morgan's um, moral flaws when he was elected in 2016. Um, to the state legislature, all he did was introduce bills that were like friendly to his own, you know, liquor business. Um, I did a quick cursory search of a lot of them. It was a more difficult to find than you thought because the um, uh, government has changed their domain for where you find um, these, uh, like the trackers for all of the uh, um, house bills and stuff from those things. So when you try to click on a link on any of these websites even the Herald-Leader links, no one has updated them, and they go straight to a 404 not found page. Tragic. Um, which is really iconic on their part. But it's, uh,
0: House Bill 404.
1: Yeah, House Bill 404 for real over here. Um, it might as well be. So I to what I can tell from my uh, cursory research, none of these resolutions made it to a vote. They all failed in one way or another. And then in 2018, he was primaried, and, lost. and he responded to this loss of a primary in state legislature by trying to primary McConnell. And um, only won 5.4% of the vote in the primary. And now he's going on to bigger and broader horizons by selling his multi-million dollar mansion with its own saline pool and um, super safe bunker um, for the communist plot. Uh, that will involve them gassing rural Richmond, apparently. Uh, Evidently. So evidently. So, Um, but you know, the final bit of Lexington news on my side, because we have a, we have a big docket today because I'm sure as you can, uh, can tell, it's been a big news week. Um, uh, The big, the big thing for me, however, is um, constable constable McNabb. He's at it again, ladies and gentlemen, He's Um, on the loose. He's on the loose. He literally quite literally is on the loose. Constable McNabb um, is a uh, a constable, which um, for many people is a head scratcher, because what is a constable? Well, ladies and gentlemen, a constable is a person who is elected. They do not undergo any training. They have the power to arrest people, and they're normally used just to serve papers. However, Constable McNabb is a little bit, suffers suffers from a little bit of protagonist syndrome over here and uh, routinely um, pulls people over, makes, tra- uh, makes traffic stops, which he is technically constitutionally allowed to do. However, however, um, he is non-compliant with Fayette County government's ordinances that only certain, only certain kinds of people can use blue lights to pull people over. And uh, constables famously are not one of them. So in uh, 2019, they were charged for doing such a thing. And uh, McNabb filed a civil suit um, to keep his blue lights. This got appealed up to the circuit court where um, it was ruled that no, um, a constable in Fayette County cannot put blue lights on their car because there is a law in Fayette County that says they cannot do it. And KRS says that counties have the ability to choose how emergency lights are handled. So at least in Fayette County, you can't put blue lights on your car. So we think that's the end of it. Cut forward to mid pandemic. Oh, no. Constable McNabb and his boys. He's got two deputies because a constable can hire his own deputies after he's elected.
0: As many as he wants.
1: Uh, I don't know. Um, there's two. There are two deputies implicated in this. So I'm assuming he gets two. I didn't look that deep into it. Um, the article talking about his power to hire deputies was vague. Um, I really hope he put, like, green lights on his car or that, No, he just never took off the blue lights off his car. Oh, no. um, Constable McNabb was found by another cop um, who was driving down the road and saw that there was a, you know, gold Crown Vic pulling over someone on the road with blue lights. And he's like, this, this ain't right. So, lo and behold, he pulls over. It's Constable McNabb. The guy's out to get us. Um so we'll see how that's going. The uh, it's worth knowing that the that the um, ruling in 2019 has been appealed, um, and that was the last update on that. So who knows? Maybe the Supreme Court will grant it certiorari, and they will uh, take that case up. Um, but I don't know. I it seems open and shut. It sounds like Constable McNabb has his own sort of um extrajudicial agenda to see to which is of course pulling people over for traffic violations. What
0: is his what is his origin story? How did he
1: get to be um, Constable McNabb? I mean, he ran for the position. Uh I sort of glossed over cuz let me say this. This is not the last this podcast will hear of Constable McNabb, oh, I promise man. you that. Recurring recurring nemesis. He's got an in- he is a, a talk yeah. Um he's got uh, an interesting past. He's got some criminal charges filed against him. And whatnot, which I didn't look into enough for this episode because it wasn't super pertinent to the blue lights thing. But however, we will be revisiting you constable McNabb. We have our eyes on you and, um, we will be, I am gleefully waiting the day when we don't have anything else to run, um, on side B and for us <laughs> to talk about you. Uh, but with that said, um, I yield my time, your honor. Um, and we will be back after a short intermission. back yes this is side b of this podcast and i'm, I'm here to take it away yeah aaron's um, gonna aaron's gonna tell us what's going on okay so uh, you
0: know we had to talk about it um what mm-hmm. happened at the capitol last mm-hmm. week uh we're of course talking about andy beshear's state of the commonwealth uh that actually had to get postponed because of what happened at the u.s cap the other capitol uh, last week uh, but we're more interested in what happened in frankfurt mm-hmm. um, so the state of the commonwealth was uh, originally planned for wednesday night got moved to thursday um, and it was the first pre-recorded state of the commonwealth ever uh, partially because of covid and also because of uh, threats to andy Bashir. was there an audience for the pre-recorded one there was okay thank god <laughs> um it was it was bizarre to watch because it's just uh, the entire Republican legislature uh, <laughs> watching watching Andy Bashir on on Zoom, um, oh, wow. or well, it wasn't on Zoom because it was pre-recorded, but it was it was projected, mm-hmm. um, and they all had their laptops out too, and they were watching Andy. And they're just live tweeting. Yeah, it was it was um, interesting to watch. Uh, one of the one of the um, representatives gave a very impassioned prayer, um, basically saying that. Uh, they wanted the uh, Republicans to prevail and um they don't like Andy Bashir. Are you allowed to pray that? Uh I don't know, but they did. <laughs> I guess that's true.
1: I guess they can't. Um, stop they didn't themselves.
0: explicitly say like they didn't explicitly say like they hate Andy Bashir, but it was very heavily implied. I see, I see. Yeah. Um so that's kind of what happened. Um it's pretty boilerplate stuff. Um, although it's it's interesting um kentucky is uh having another balanced budget oh no uh, so andy Bashir is adding actually we have more money uh that we didn't spend so he's putting it in a rainy day fund we love to see when politicians find
1: a rainy day fund mm-hmm. so we have 613 million dollars cool um in which there. is important for a yes. uh, for a state that's constitutionally mandated to not run a deficit
0: that's well we do have we do um kentucky citizens do have a state debt so there is a state debt okay and there is because um, i was doing research on this and i don't know specifically what what can be in debt um as far as budget oh, uh, goes is it like
1: just certain things can't be under the yeah, budget i don't i don't specifically know but i know there is a state debt okay interesting i didn't i i assumed we were one of those like wild um I guess that's not true. Republicans haven't been around in Kentucky long enough. Only since
0: 2000.
1: Yeah. Only since 2000. All right.
0: Well, they've been around since before then, but um, they've really taken hold since George Bush. Uh, Kentucky
1: only flipped recently Mm -hmm. in terms of the larger scope of history.
0: Right. Um, So one of the interesting things about um, Andy's budget, other than um, the rainy day fund and the surplus, is that there are no spending cuts or tax increases. He was really proud about that. Nice. he's got um he's got a bunch of pillars which Mm. he's really proud of too interesting um and those are relief for people and businesses prioritizing people Mm. and prioritizing future oh andy um so we got our uh, state's top mind here writing uh writing these pillars
1: he only picked three
0: yeah just three
1: Oh. and then there's some extra there's little baby pillars too oh uh, yeah i'm looking at the agenda sheet and i'm seeing a bunch of other pillars there's a bunch of other stuff that he also decided to do if he, um, i mean if he just named we're just looking you just mentioned healthcare as a baby pillar if he just made that one of the big pillars people would like him more. No,
0: but we you don't understand that we have a Republican legislature, and I'm going to get into this. Okay, yeah. Um, so there... Okay, all right. So let's go... We're going to go into a brief overview of what his budget was, because in his, his State of the Union or State of the Commonwealth, um, he talked about mostly his budget and his plans going forward policy-wise. Now, what's interesting about his uh, budget is that uh, it's actually... The so budgets in Kentucky are passed over a two-year period, mm-hmm. uh, and because of COVID... Basically, what uh, the legislature did was they passed an extension or they, they passed a one year extension to his um, to his budget from last year. Mm-hmm. So he had a one year budget last year because of covid. Mm-hmm. And then right before they were about to adjourn from regular session, they just said, we're going to keep this budget and then we're just going to meet again in January. Wicked. Um. So now they're meeting again in January. Mm. Welcome to January. And people. here we are. <laughs> yeah. Um. So uh, at least this is what he wants to do, whether or not it'll actually happen is up to the Republicans. Um, he wants to, uh, his first pillar was relief for people and businesses. So he's going to try to distribute more CARES money. Uh, there's $48 million going to quote those who need it. Nice. Um, and one of those things is actually properly funding a UI benefits page. Exciting. Um, I, was helping, I was helping some people at the beginning of all of this set up like their um, unemployment stuff and
1: will, it was crazy. Will this um uh de- um funding for the UI benefits page also move the UI benefit system off of Cobalt? Yes, exciting. Um because yeah, this the system was
0: built on like on like web 1.0 or something like that. It's beautiful. Um and so it's just very it's very old. It's not made for uh the entire state becoming unemployed. Mm-hmm. Um nobody really anticipated that. Um so it was that was a, that was a whole other debacle with uh just unemployment insurance
1: being just completely uh non-functional for a lot of covid. That's like the biggest gripe that like my like parents who are republicans have with Andy. Like when I talk to my dad like the biggest complaint he has is he just won't stop talking about the unemployment benefits scam um page exploding. Oh
0: yeah, because that's definitely something that Andy had had a lot to. Yeah, Andy. Yeah.
1: Andy purposely was like, "I want you to, I want you to like just take an axe to this unemployment server mm-hmm. while you're not looking."
0: Um, and I think there was some controversy with uh, like who they could hire as IT because of like some contracting disputes. I'm I'm not super familiar with the with that side of the story, but I, I thought I heard that mm-hmm. over hearsay or something like indeed, that.
1: Indeed, indeed, we are
0: in fact what what are we if not just a gossip podcast? That's right. right. Um, so his second pillar was prioritizing education. This this is a direct middle finger to Matt Bevin right here because mm. his his thing was um, and he said this in the in the state of the Commonwealth that his administration is education first. We love that. So he's proposing a salary increase for all teachers by for thousand um, dollars, which honestly our teachers need a lot more a lot more money <laughs> than mm. the but they need to
1: be like very very more uh, well compensated. Yeah, I was. I mean, I'm looking at sort of the over uh, over for this stuff, like overview for this stuff. I was kind of terrified that um, Andy Bashir was going to turn out in these in this crisis to be one of those like austerity Democrats type, mm-hmm. where he's just like, we actually won't fund anything because we have to because austerity, or whatever. Um, and he ha- he has the option to do that because
0: he has no reason to think that any of this is going to go through.
1: Yeah, and f- yeah. In fact, if he had the if he led with the austerity thing, the Republicans would just be ecstatic. It would, yes. it would be like there was no change in governorship exactly um so he's got the the increase
0: of to teacher salaries um they're also planning to uh have electronic education resources being helped partially funded by the states um also there's a teacher loan forgiveness program and a whole bunch of other stuff um that he's got 17 million is going to colleges and universities um one one thing I thought was cool is he's got a six hundred dollar stipend for firefighters. Um so he's he's keeping our boys in red, mm-hmm. uh, boys and girls in red, and and they is in red. Uh, in uh in, in good in good hands
1: with our uh, with our six hundred dollar stipend increase. Yeah. If you if you are a they them firefighter, please email us. We would love to have you Lexalame on the podcast. LexLamepod at gmail.com. Yes, please. <laughs> um Healthcare is is his next
0: This is a sub-pillar. Okay, Um, sub-pillar, which is um,
1: healthcare, notably not a uh, topic of um, political importance in this country. Um, Is uh,
0: increasing the number of slots for Medicaid waivers. A lot of Medicaid stuff he was talking about. Um, Also doubling funding for local health departments and epidemiology. Well, that's a little too
1: late. Well, he's trying. He's trying. He's trying. But this is definitely one of those, like, um, he's engineering for the past disaster and
0: i think and i think he he did some he increased funding with his executive orders but i think he's just like making it official yeah which we love which we love Mm -hmm. um and with uh retirements they're doing a whole bunch of stuff um they fully funded the teacher pension or he he has uh allowed for the teacher pension to be fully funded whether or not the republicans will do it is a different story
1: absolutely insane that the teacher's pensions is like such a has has been like such a thing that republicans are just like desperately desperately rapidly trying to take away from people that's i mean of all the things to take away from people right
0: um so that was his that was his first pillar of of people mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff uh the next one is prioritizing the future uh so he's got an education healthcare, um, hundred million dollars for renovating uh renovation for schools um, and then he's investing, uh, this is, this is kind of broad, um, investing in virtual classrooms and the internet. Um, uh, he wants telehealth to be around more. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's providing $50 million for broadband in Kentucky.
1: Um, did he go into any specifics on what it was or did he literally just say we're doing broadband? He said, we're doing broadband. Ah, <sighs> um, I mean it's
0: it's state of the state of the commonwealth so I know you can't get into too much detail he's only got it was a 45 minute speech and he, he got a lot to cover he yeah. got a lot to cover um he's
1: also going to invest in our infrastructure and Andy I know deep down this isn't true but I'm hoping when you mean invest in our infrastructure you're not just referring to expanding I71 or something Um,
0: He said, quote, we need to invest in our infrastructure now and then moved on to the next
1: point. Thank you, Andy. Um, That is all the lip service infrastructure has basically ever got. Um, I there are so many politicians who have made their whole gimmick being like, I care about the infrastructure and then we'll just leave it. They'll just be like they have them. They aesthetically brand themselves as infrastructure politicians and then say nothing. They're like um they're like the
0: Republicans that are pro life, which is most of them. Mm-hmm. But then like once the once the baby is born, then they don't wanna like actually do anything with the baby. Yeah, they don't wanna ins- like that's infrastructure. They don't wanna they don't wanna, like, <laughs> they don't wanna like they don't wanna like support the baby or anything like no, that. Absolutely not. But they just no. wanna make sure that the baby happens.
1: Yeah, no, this is this is a philosophical issue, not a uh, yes. not a moral issue. Um so so goofy. <laughs>
0: Um, so that was that was pretty much his uh, City of the Commonwealth. He has a, a couple of other things. Um, he wants to modernize the cabinets, whatever that means. Okay. Um, and then legalize medical marijuana and sports betting in the state. Sports betting. That's a big one. And the Republicans are happy. The Republicans are gung-ho about that. Really? They, like, they okay, really are a, into that.
1: Well, yeah. There's a – the sports betting thing has always been wild to me. In the – it's it, – we you know cuz we have such a great tradition of betting on things right yes and to think that we couldn't do the sports betting and that we were losing money we were losing betting money to um uh Indiana of all states that neighbor us truly unacceptable
0: not mike pence's home state not mike
1: pence's home state mike pence gets none of our money um yeah so that was the that was the
0: state of the commonwealth um if you voted for Andy Bashir, you kind of are not surprised. This is pretty much his campaign platform, mm-hmm. but updated for COVID. Yeah. Um, overall, I would say I, I give it a thumbs up. Uh, whether yeah. or not it will actually get passed is a different story. We're
1: all for f- just funding Medicaid, which is one of the best. Um, one of the, to my, to my understanding, one of actually one of the best uh, um, Medicaid rollout, um, like like Medicaid state programs out there. That's what I've heard, yes. Um, Because it's a a true... It's not Medicare for all, but it's quite literally, um, as Pete Buttigieg put it, Medicare for all who need it. If you demonstrate a need, you can just get it, um, which is nice. Um, And apparently it's not as difficult to get, but who knows? Um, This is what happens, I guess. Uh, Hopefully that works out. Hopefully funding education, it would be cool to receive... Because we've been on a uh, now years-long trend of um, just r- routine yearly disinvestment in, like, you know, UK and other in other universities in Kentucky. It's very sad to see because you then see these uh, universities charging more, going to these weird public-private partnerships, all sorts of bad things that we mm-hmm. do not encourage.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, Capaluto was saying, uh, like, a couple—actually, last week— um, 'Cause of course the UK financials are on the ball. Mm-hmm. As soon as
1: they see a uh, a potential funds increase, they're gonna yeah. let the students know. They sent out a mass email and they're like, Great news, we're getting an inc- we're getting a one percent budget increase. This will not be used to benefit you. We're sorry. We will be building more of the student center. We're sorry. We will be taking a pay increase. Yeah. Sorry. We're going to take this money and inexplicably find a more. We're actually donating it all to our research and development firm that just found that just figures out new ways to torture the people who drive cars in the city. That's right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so the biggest, the biggest block to all of this is the Kentucky state legislature. Amen. Double supermajority controlled by the Republicans. Yikes! The Senate has thirty-eight members: thirty Republicans, eight Democrats. Yikes! The House has a hundred members with twenty-five Democrats, seventy-five Republicans. Uh oh! Fun times fun times in the kentucky state fun legislature times in the kentucky state legislature indeed. um so if you're in central lexington like we are um you might be wondering who are my state uh state senators and
1: representatives um not only do you not know who these people are i i actually don't know who my ones are and i because i didn't vote for them because they all like ran unopposed oh yes <laughs> yeah um so at least in central lexington
0: um, if you live in the, uh, 40508 and you can go on, uh, the, the Kentucky legislative research website, um, and you can see, and you ask, who is my representative? Uh, just click on where you live. You can tell you more specifically. Uh, but if you're in central Lexington, you've got, uh, Senator Reginald Thomas, uh, representing you and then representative Kelly flood. Mm. Uh, Reginald Thomas is an interesting guy. I've seen him talking in the Senate a lot. Um, he's he's really cool Uh, I I think he would be cool to like sit down have a coffee with yeah Um, well
1: um, state legislatures after all are um, these lawmakers are one of the more important lawmakers in the country they pass the most kind of bills and yet are relatively unknown so we our chances of getting in contact with this guy if we so wanted to are probably actually very high
0: Yes, um, he. I, I was looking at his bio. He used to be a member of a uh, film film guild or an actors guild. Oh, um, one of
1: these types. Yeah,
0: so he's he's really cool. Cool. Um, so, uh, yes. Yeah, speaking of churning out legislation, mm-hmm. um, they can, so the Kentucky legislature gaveled into order last week. They uh, inaugurated all of their brand new brand new members mm-hmm. uh, from all over the Commonwealth. Uh, I think the uh, the Democrats lost two seats to the Republicans. Yikes. Um, but there was a new uh, Democratic senator from uh, Louisville. Um, and so the way that Senate seats work in Kentucky is they're organized geographically. We have Senate mm-hmm. districts mm-hmm.
1: throughout the Commonwealth. So just to be clear here, are, does this mean that both, um, both houses in the Kentucky legislature are population um, determinate um, or do the Senate or is the Senate just like broad areas? I believe the Senate is just
0: more of a broad area. Although I don't know, I, I didn't do my research and see if they, uh, you know, change the lines based on census population. Mm. Uh, obviously the house does cause it's yeah. the house. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to come back on the feedback
1: for next time and, and make sure. Indeed, of course, an important aspect. Yes, holding us accountable to knowing the news we actually report on. Yes. Um, okay, so uh,
0: the Senate and uh, also the House came into uh, being uh, last week after being on hiatus since basically the beginning of coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Now uh, the Republicans came out in full force with a vendetta
1: with mm-hmm. a vendetta against Andy Bashir, yes. foaming at the mouth, foaming at the mouth. These lawmakers spent nine months sitting on their couch just staring at the TV with bloodshot eyes. Yes. And this is their chance to do something.
0: This is finally their chance to do something. Every single bill that they heard had something to do with limiting emergency powers for the governor. We love. Oh, my God.
1: Um, and they were passing and hearing a lot of bills. Yeah. It's so, and it's so wicked because it means that then that every single bill... That had to do with the limiting of powers is intangibly, not sorry, tangibly, um, and, uh, irrevocably, uh, whatever, irrevocably, irrevocably, words are not my strong suit, folks, um, tied to the, uh, to the deaths of Kentuckians at the hands of COVID-19. Yes, absolutely, absolutely insane, but we're not the pro-death party, however, um, because we, I'm looking at this agenda um, some of these uh, executive powers have to do with uh, um, the pro-life movement. Um, yeah, so uh, the first the
0: first bill that they passed mm. uh, straight out of the gates was an, it's called an Act relating to the protection of born alive infants and to declaring an emergency. Mm. Um, and it's Senate Bill number nine. If anybody wants to look that up, um, basically, if you have an abortion in Kentucky now and the fetus is deemed uh born alive then uh any doctor that performs the procedure will have to uh resuscitate it huh. or or face or face harsh penalties
1: so the law says you can do an abortion but you have to try and undo it after you do it you have to you
0: have to try to resuscitate the baby the fetus um even if yeah as as deemed medically appropriate by the doctor huh um now they had they brought in a doctor to this committee hearing um (laughs) they brought in a um oh now now i'm blanking on my um on my doctor terminology but she was she was dealing with um like newborns um and i think she was like a labor delivery nurse or something like that um and she was talking about how like For most babies or for most fetuses, if they're aborted and they're uh, like up to a certain if they're not a certain age, um, it's basically like impossible to resuscitate them and have them be alive because uh, like days, like days of development are like crucial because you can have the lungs be developed in like one day. Um, So if they don't like if they don't have lungs or something like that, then like resuscitating them is just pointless um, and it's just like very, very bad for the abortion cause, for the pro-choice cause. Yeah, wicked. Um, and also, they were uh, doing a whole bunch of stuff with um, the just declaring an emergency and stuff. Like all of these bills have had uh, stipulations for uh, for Andy and his and his uh,
1: COVID plans. Yeah. It's interesting that they have spread that they have like spread out um, the different restrictions of executive power over like a series of bills. Yes. It's curious.
0: Um, The next one they were looking at was um, I I thought it was an interesting one. This is Senate Bill three. Uh, So a while ago, there was a class action lawsuit with uh, the states on the federal level. Uh, it was the tobacco settlement, uh, tobacco settlement, uh, where the states got a whole bunch of money, and Kentucky was not part of this lawsuit, um, but they got money from it because yeah, because were, we're the
1: uh, largest na- state of smokers, please.
0: Yes, and um, they're basically the Republicans were kicking themselves in the back because they didn't join the class action lawsuit because they were saying how New York basically got like nine hundred million dollars and Kentucky mm-hmm. only got like. 100 million dollars well
1: maybe we should have um should have thought about uh i'm i'm sure there's people that are like new york's in this no way we're getting in on this Mm -hmm. or probably i don't know there's many reasons as to why we didn't join this one a lot of them are probably not good (laughs) yes um and so they removed the uh, lieutenant
0: governor from being on the board who manages this fund this funding Huh. Um, which historically has been very good at managing and investing this money. Mm-hmm. Um, they were talking about how uh, they were doing really a really good job investing it into the communities, um, and so they decided to take the uh, the lieutenant governor off of that and just leave it to the agricultural board um, because it's tobacco money. Oh my god! Um, and uh, th- this bill is also called an act relating to the reorganization and declaring an emergency
1: all these are all these have to do with emergencies it's uh, like it's like every bill just ends with and declaring an emergency yes interesting
0: um yeah there's also senate bill one uh which was which was uh the first bill that they i guess introduced mm-hmm. um basically let th- this one has the most reach um it limits it limits uh, the governor's ability to declare an emergency so you can only declare an emergency for 30 days and then the legislature has to vote on whether or not he can keep extending it because basically we've been in in a state of emergency for almost a year this
1: is true and um i would agree um from a, a layman standpoint that uh we are in fact still in a state of emergency yes um but that's maybe that's just me maybe the republican lawmakers know something about covid that i don't
0: um. I yeah. I'm not really. <laughs> I don't know if they're if they're privy to new information
1: or yeah. Not. Maybe they know that it's actually maybe they're, uh, maybe they're like actually it's all it's all a lie. It's not real. Yes. Who knows? Uh, Who knows? It could it could be anything, folks. There could be any reason, any good.
0: <laughs> so their their basic their basic intent was uh, we don't like Andy making all of these uh, state of emergencies, and so uh, they want to I guess put a check on him although I don't know when when they were debating this, it was, it was bizarre because, um, obviously COVID came up. Mm -hmm. Um, but, when when they were debating it one of the senators was like well the coronavirus is not in this bill so i don't know why we're talking about coronavirus oh Um, man
1: and uh i'm just like shut up man i love i love you know why you're writing this bill that's the uh, once again this is this comes back to my anti-nerd conquest the uh, lawmaker these these lawmakers are a bunch of legal nerds and they'll rules monger all this stuff and they need to they need to simply be no nerds should be allowed to run for this kind of stuff because they'll do evil things like this.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, that's us explicitly barring our, and recusing ourselves from uh, ever running for political office. Absolutely
1: not true. I, <laughs> renounce any, I renounce any implication that I'm a nerd. I will, I will divest any, any items that I own that may clock me as a nerd. I will sell my calculators. Um, I don't know. I'll get rid of my glasses. I'll start wearing contacts. I don't care. I'll do whatever it takes to show the American people that I'm not afraid of uh, of um, these these nerd um hooligans um
0: I think for the most part it's interesting to see the like, kind of the makeup of the of the Kentucky legislature um, I mean you have a lot of like like petty bourgeois people who are like managerial class kind of yeah uh,
1: real estate people you know take uh oh God real estate people that's that's um, real city council energy yeah but I mean like I mean even you know take um, Wesley Morgan I mean his big claim to fame is that he owned liquor stores showed up, got elected and all, and just, just immediately just started passing laws, uh, tr- tried to uh, immediately started just introducing laws that were like, and then when a uh, company when, uh, orders the thing, there has to be a credit and all these things, like, like just like <laughs> all these like weird little tiny, like, um, like intricacies of the liquor trade. He just like wants KRS to change on. And it's just so, I mean, because you got to you really have to be a certain kind of person to be interested in running for state legislature. Right. So, yes,
0: um, although I'm sure they're all very
1: nice people, at least uh, well, I'm sure most of them are very nice people. I I would I'm recusing myself of making a statement on the um, on the uh, attitudes of uh, the senators who are actively wishing death upon my fellow men. Um, uh, that is true. Um I you know I will say uh Stevers
0: um Senator Stevers the uh, uh, Senate majority or the Senate president Senate majority leader is Damon Thayer who mm-hmm. used to be my senator when I lived in uh northern Kentucky. Right. Um and uh man have I ever have I ever seen anybody that basically just wants to be Mitch McConnell. Uh, that would be Damon Thayer.
1: They all want to be Mitch McConnell. What Republican in Kentucky doesn't be doesn't look up to either? Pick one. You, if you're a Republican in Kentucky, you're either someone who looks up to Mitch McConnell or someone that looks up to Rand Paul. You get to pick one, and then you start yourself down and, that And path. starting since
0: 2016, Donald Trump.
1: Well, I mean, yeah. There's the uh, I, although I categorize Donald Trump squarely under the Rand Paul um, thing because Rand Paul in Kentucky is more popular. There was a survey done oh, really? recently. Rand Paul polls higher than Donald Trump and Mitch McConnell and everyone, um, which is really interesting. People feel bad for him because he got beat up by by his evil dentist neighbor. By his evil neighbor. Um, I actually, I I remember when I heard that news. That made me brought a smile to my face to know that um that uh, no government, no cell phones around, just two men duking it out in the in the anarcho anarchist world that uh living in the moment yeah just living in the libertarian moment but that's great neither here nor there um
0: that's pretty much what's been going on in the senate um the the majority leader um damon thayer has like i said just been uh going crazy putting all these bills out the president um his name is stevers and he uh he has had an interesting week um in charge of uh state of the commonwealth and all that kind of stuff Hmm. uh there was a recent uk basketball thing which we're not a sports podcast yeah Um,
1: we're we're on thin eggshells with our management for even bringing up the idea of sports right now yes
0: uh we're being we're receiving death threats through the window right now Yeah, i'm
1: I'm hearing the papers coming in from underneath the door So we better wrap this one we better we better get through this point quickly.
0: Yes. Um. So yeah, UK basketball players took a knee at the national
1: anthem, and apparently uh, Stevers just decided to cry, uh, I, which is so it's so curious to me. Um. From the beginning, it's it's so it's been so interesting to me. Um. How uh, that entertainment activity which shall not be named is so, oh, just simply having the um, players in this activity kneel or do make any political statement um like i just it it just sends people it just it it it, hits it hits republicans in all the right ways and i don't understand i don't understand it also
0: i don't know why he's crying because he's a cards fan um and so and it's uk doing it too so mm. I'm
1: not really I'm not really following the logic here, right? Like also these sports people claim to have like allegiances, but then they don't. It's it's, it's I don't, it's I don't get it's whatever.
0: Um, so yeah, that's that's basically been the uh, the Senate. The House um, is basically on the same track. Basically every single bill, which they're hearing a lot more bills in the Senate. Mm. Um, basically every single bill that they're hearing has something to do with Andy uh, or COVID. Mm-hmm. There was one bill that was actually uh, interesting um this this bill passed in committee 18 to 0 it was Mm -hmm. unanimous Mm. um and there were several democrats on the committee um which means you
1: know you know if they liked it it's good you know if they liked it it's a special layer of hell it's a special layer of hell it's not it's it's one it's one of those things where it's like you know it I, never mind. I don't know where my brain's going with that one. Just keep keep leading. This is this, uh, this is
0: House Bill number ten. Um, this one actually, I I think it's it's um it's not the worst bill that okay. uh, that they've passed. Um, this is an act relating to the limitation of liability during the COVID nineteen pandemic and also declaring an emergency. Mm. Um, every, all these bills are going to have and declaring mm. an emergency.
1: Uh, so let me just guess. Um, this is one, This is exempting businesses um, from responsibility if they force their employees to go into a situation where they get COVID. Um, it's so the the way that they were talking about it in in
0: committee mm-hmm. is that they were saying it provides protection from um, if like if you are a business, mm-hmm. um, you still have to comply with COVID regulations. Yes. Um, but like if you are a an individual, um, you are able to sue a company who is acting out of bad faith mm-hmm. um so if they if you go into um, whatever Lexington coffee shop mm-hmm. it was uh and you get covid because they said um you don't have to wear a mask because yeah, they, they were not they were not following code they weren't
1: following code you ha- you have protection to sue them interesting well that's good i'm I was curious um I'm curious to see what the if there's any language in that regarding to the um workers of the business. Um
0: that I I don't they didn't if if it's in there they didn't talk about it. It's a very short bill though. It's yeah. only about two pages. All right. Um but uh in I think for the for the businesses it was something similar. Um it, it provides it provides litigation protection. Well, that's nice. Um which is mostly reasonable um and it passed in committee 180. Mhm um so that is that is going to be heard um so a lot of a lot of things happening um so that's there, there's a whole bunch of stuff happening in the house um i'm not going
1: to go over yeah. all of if it we, if we could speed run just some of it real quick if you want to hit us some of just like the best of um that we haven't hit already
0: there's uh I, I, on saturday they were hearing a bill to do uh well uh, like like andy was saying in the state of the commonwealth sports gambling and uh medical marijuana the the main the main problem can that Republicans have with medical marijuana is that you can't tax it as much as mm-hmm. uh, legalizing mm-hmm. marijuana because right. it's medical.
1: The um, it's so it's so funny that the Republicans are the ones, um, and it's all thanks to our our good um our our good friend Rand Paul, um, who's just deep deep into allowing everyone to just smoke pot. Um, That's right. It's so, it, it's it's a it's a curious thing, because you would think, like, it it feels like it's one of those things that just Andy Bashir is against, because I feel like, like, I'm sure if you were to do a poll of Kentuckians, like, should we legalize, but I'm saying there's like a, I'm, my guess is there'd be maybe like 20% of the population that's like, no, we should not legalize. Most people, I
0: feel like, well, because, because uh, marijuana just grows here.
1: Yeah. It's like, just wild. Well, we already, I mean, we already got the hemp. Yeah, we've got Um, the stuff through, which was a big win. But I mean, like the you know how long? I mean, it feels like Colorado has been legal for for like Mm -hmm. a decade now. I don't know. I was feels like a decade. It feels it honestly. It does feel like a decade. It's um our if 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 we can get legalized in Arkansas, I feel like Kentucky is dearly missing out, especially if we want to keep our roots um, in an agricultural farmers nation. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, yeah, those
0: are kind of the highlights. Um, a lot of them have to do, uh, depressingly with
1: taking back COVID restrictions. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely insane. Um, and crushing, uh, to hear that the death cult is alive and well. Um, but you know what? Um, I don't know. I, I don't have a silver lining on that. I I thought I was going to like lead into something a little uplifting, but I have, I have no consolation to offer.
0: Um and to to end on an even more depressing note. Oh, god. Uh, there have been calls, uh, there's an official investigation or official committee now on the impeachment oh. of Andy oh, Bashir. Oh my god. Uh, because four four quote concerned Kentucky citizens have uh, made an official petition to oh, the legislature.
1: Oh my god! Um,
0: so now the uh, the house is forming a committee, which they legally have to do. Yes, they have to they have to act on it. Mm-hmm. But one of their actions can be to not act. Yeah. Um. And so nobody in the state legislature hates Andy Beshear that much to impeach him.
1: Yeah, that's the I'm. Like yeah, I it would probably be poor form on behalf of, I think the Republicans think it would be poor form on their behalf, but like, honestly, it's in their id. They want to, they want to, they've, the war, um, the, the, uh, political culture war has now disseminated into every layer of government. And now, um, in retribution for Democrats impeaching Trump, um, a second time, we are now we are now seeing the uh, uh, committee to impeach Andy Bashir, a man who's basically just a just a a, a moderate Republican who has done <laughs> basically nothing wrong aside from just being S- Steve Bashir's son. Um, and <laughs> you know, I, I I can't it's mind boggling to me. Um, but, I mean, they're threatening to lynch him, like like guys. I gotta like it's such a I mean. It's such a I mean, we're a we're a leftist podcast that does podcasts about central Kentucky. So it's it's inescapable to answer these sort of to have to try and face these sort of questions of like, why? Why is it like this? Why do people so rapidly hate Andy Bashir And why um, do the Republicans feel like they have a mandate to just tear restrictions down and kill people? Like it is a deep. Um, deep machine of human psychology, which I think two college-age podcasters um, are woefully unprepared to deal with.
0: That's that's beyond the scope of, of our knowledge. Deeply beyond the
1: scope of current events um, in public transit. Uh, but we will obviously... Um, it would be morally wrong of us to not question it. Um, that's right. does not mean that we have to have the answers. But um, it's important that, that um, if you listen to this podcast, you... Have these kind of conversations with yourself, uh, but uh.
0: well, it's happened again. Yes, you've wasted another perfectly good hour listening to the lame podcast.
1: Our uh, our esteemed executive producer, Charlie Carey. Many thanks, many thanks.
0: Yes, uh, we would like to thank her and uh, all of our all of our great listeners. Um, if you guys are listening on uh, your favorite podcast app. We would really appreciate it if you gave us uh, a good
1: review. Yes. Five stars on five iTunes stars, if you still use iTunes. Thumbs up, whatever Word of you mouth use. is so important. Share it with your friends. If you're a person who lives in Lexington and you know people who live in Lexington, surprise, you know 100% people that are target demographic for this podcast. Everyone could use to learn a little more about what goes on in their city and their state. That's right. And we try to break this down into a more palpable and um, consumable format. Um and I don't know. Anything else to promo? Um uh,
0: check us out on Twitter, Lame LamePod. Uh, and if you have any questions, comments, concerns, death threats, lynching threats, mm. impeachment threats, yes, those can go to lexlamepod at gmail.com. And even though the president of the Senate, Stevers, cries even more tears every time I say it, this has been LamePod.